You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. No way I'm going to live and know God's will and be able to pray in the will of God unless I lay my life on the altar on a regular basis. If my commitment is half-hearted, my prayer life is done for. Are you with me? If I'm going to really find the will of God on a regular basis and pray in the will of God, I've got to offer myself to the Lord completely, repeatedly. And on that path of life, as I do that, I'm going to come in conflict with God's will just naturally. Jesus left you an example of how to pray to your Heavenly Father, and John, among others, exhorts you to pray consistently and frequently. In his teaching today, Pastor Danny will challenge you to gauge if you really want God's desires for your life, and asks if you pray for that. You may run into the struggle to align your will up with God's will for your life. Pastor Danny will encourage you to be transformed by the Word of God and offer yourself up to God daily, and you will grow closer to desiring His will above your own. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 5 with today's edition of The Living Word. 1 John chapter 5, we left off verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, I've referred to that verse uh, many times as we studied 1 John. Uh, This is the best little book in the Bible to study or to refer somebody to to gain assurance of your salvation. That is the main motive behind the Holy Spirit inspiring John's pen to write it. Verse 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Now, those two verses can be a whole message uh, in themselves. Uh, We're not going to do that, but let me say a couple of things that I think would be helpful. Uh, We ought to pray every day for God's will to be done. Now, Jesus laid out the pattern for us. Father, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as is done in heaven. I pray that prayer uh, every day. And one day, of course, that prayer is going to come true completely. But we want as much as possible for God's will to be done now on the earth as is done in heaven. Now, with that, it gets a little more personal for me desiring God's will for my life, okay? That's when it gets a little tricky. Because sometimes God's will for me personally is not at all, if you understand what I mean, desirable. Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane three times. Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. Yet not my will, yours be done. And the will of the Father for Jesus was that he complete the mission, that he go to the cross. And he finalized the deal. He settled it there in the garden. And he went and he suffered on that Roman cross. If there's any other way, 
let this cup pass from me. Yet not my will, yours be done. Paul the apostle, what a great apostle. Uh, This guy prayed for people. Uh, He saw miraculous healings. He even saw people raised from the dead through his ministry. And yet he writes and he says, there was a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, actually from the Lord to be technical, but God used Satan was sent to torment me. Now, I believe it was some kind of physical infirmity. We don't know that. There's some debate. But whatever it was, it was a torment daily in Paul's life. He prayed three times. Remove this thorn. And yet it wasn't God's will to remove the thorn. In order to keep him from becoming conceited, and that's what he said, because of all the surpassing great revelations and the great ministry God had given him, um, God said, no, I'm going to leave the thorn because it will help keep you humble. My power is made perfect in weakness. But Paul wanted to get rid of the thorn. I mean, he prayed repeatedly, take this from me, but it wasn't God's will. Now, in discovering God's will, there's often a natural struggle between what God wants and desires and what I want and desire. James 4.3 says in regard to prayer, you pray with wrong motives sometimes and you want to spend what you get on your pleasures. In other words, it's, it's not God's will. And so you're not going to get what you're asking for. If I'm really going to live in the will of God on a daily basis, any of us, listen, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. If I'm going to find the will of God and continue to live in the will of God, I'm going to need to regularly, daily even, offer my body as a living sacrifice. Now, verse 2, get verse 2 of Romans 12. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the word of God. That's a regular diet of the word of God. Then, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will by faith. Did you get that? No way I'm going to live and know God's will and be able to pray in the will of God unless I lay my life on the altar on a regular basis. If my commitment is half-hearted, my prayer life is done for. Are you with me? If I'm going to really find the will of God on a regular basis and pray in the will of God, I've got to offer myself to the Lord completely, repeatedly. And on that path of life, as I do that, I'm going to come in conflict with God's will, just naturally. Just going to happen. Let me give you one more example. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, that he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. God's will. Peter, don't you love Peter? Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He's rebuking Jesus Christ. Never, Lord, he says, this shall never happen to you. This can't be God's will. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. By the way, you ever rebuke the Lord? It won't be long before you get a rebuke back. And then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. There's that sacrifice of myself, repeatedly, regularly. But even as I do that, 
there will be times when God's will comes in conflict with what I think is God's will. Now, one more verse in regard to God's will and prayer and getting our prayers answered. Psalm 66, 18. You can just write it down. Psalm 66, 18. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If you've got known, willful, habitual sin in your life, don't expect to get your prayers answered. Not going to happen. Back in 1 John chapter 5, verse 16. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he should pray about that. Won't do any good. Once God is determined, their life is over here and now. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. Now, this used to be a very perplexing passage for me. It's not anymore, because Old Testament, New Testament, throughout the Bible, there are clear examples of people who committed sin unto death. Leviticus chapter 10, two sons of the high priest Aaron. Their names were Nadab and Abihu. And it says there, they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, and God took their lives. They sinned unto death. Numbers chapter 16 mentions some leaders under Moses, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. They led a rebellion against Moses. They thought they were doing what God wanted them to. That's what it appears. They were wrong. Uh, Lots of people followed them. And in their rebellion, God opened up the earth. And those leaders and those who followed them committed a sin unto death. Done. New Testament. Acts chapter 5, the early church in Jerusalem. I mean, what a church to be a part of. The apostles are teaching every day. The church is meeting every day in the temple courts. Miraculous things are going on. People are being healed. People are selling things they don't really need, bringing the money to the leaders of the church. And it says they distributed to anyone who had need. And for a period of time in that early church, it said there were no needy persons among them. I mean, what a, what a church to be a part of. And in the midst of that environment, two people, Ananias and Sapphira, also sold a field. And the intention of the Holy Spirit was leading them to bring the money like others and give it to the leadership of the church, and they would continue to distribute it as God led them. But instead of giving all of uh, the money from the sale, they kept back part of it. They were confronted by Peter one at a time, and one at a time they lied. Peter said, you've not lied to men, you've lied to the Holy Spirit, you've lied to God. And God took their lives. They sinned unto death. John 3.16 shares that we know love because He, that is Jesus, laid down His life for us. Jesus didn't have to do this. He was well situated in heaven with the Father, enjoying the perfect life that exists there. But Jesus knew the depth of love that the Father has for His creation, and He Himself shares that heartfelt compassion. Your Savior came to earth willingly, knowing that He'd be ridiculed, mocked, and sent to die a painful death. He did this for you so that you too could one day know the perfection of heaven and the blessing of dwelling with Him for eternity. 
Would you like to know more about how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus? Please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. We'd be honored to tell you more. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we want to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Tune into our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for another edition of The Living Word. The power.